I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Episode 58 of the Premier Non-League podcast begins now with Tackle This Together. Um, Chris, myself and you, should we just sit back and let Gaz and Trev just talk now? Yeah, we sort of set it off here because we've seen no non-league football, well, me for at least four weeks and you for a couple yeah. of weeks. I'll just interject when I feel when I feel it's necessary, just let the other two crack on, yeah? Just nod, nod and agree, nod and agree. Um, I'm back from the sunny climes of Florida and sailing across the Atlantic. It was raining. In Florida, oh, on the Sunday, yeah, when I went to see the Buccaneers yeah. game. It was the only day of rain, typically, when we go and take, take the wife to her first ever NFL game. So, you know, it's going to be amazing. At least you can sunbathe, get to the ground, stop pissing it down in rain. So, God knows why they built a stadium without a roof in Florida, but God only knows that. Um, good old break. But um, I guess, Gaz, Trev, you're the non-leaguers this week. <laughs> what have we been up to? Well, we've both been to the same place. It's going to be a bit boring, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. have actually, yeah, you tagged yourself. Yeah. I've seen you tagging away on Facebook. We did a PNLP day out with the important people and went to Barnet versus uh, Maidstone. And uh, Barnet did what they should have done, to be honest with you. What, one? Yeah. Was that the replay? No. No, that's the Tuesday night. That's yeah, Tuesday, oh, yeah. isn't it? As we record on a Monday. Yeah, so well, no, we we as as we always kind of joke, we should uh, do two uh, two two results. Trevor, you happy? Trevor, you sad? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but did we play well on the telly box? You tell me. Well, I don't know. You tell me. You t- yeah, we did. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you were all, you were, TV, you were awful. You were awful. There. You were awful. No, it would be really good. You were very good. No, you're very, very good. good. Very, very um, good. I think I think that sort of kind of leads talk about the telly box. I think we should really start off with yet again. Terrestrial television have screwed over non-league and. I mean, I just look at some of the time. I was just doing a little bit of research. Obviously, being away, I haven't seen it. But I cannot believe... I mean, right, there's a couple of games, firstly, that are on Sunderland Newcastle. Of course, that's got to be on TV. Brilliant, brilliant tie. Brilliant pick. Um, should be a wicked game. Sunderland, obviously, doing, they're doing well in the championship at the moment, Chris, aren't they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Newcastle are stuttering a little bit. You know, it could be... Uh, could it be the end of Eddie Howe if they lose that game? You know, yeah. uh, you know, he's sort of lost, lost at the weekend. Uh, what was it, 4-0 in the end? Four yeah. one, yeah, four one. It was in the end, so that could be a game. Uh, I agree with that. And Wigan, Man United, okay, okay. It's a sort of nor northern sort of Manchester area derby. Wigan, not doing amazingly great. Man United, you know, could be for a cup upset. But come on, Borough, Aston, uh, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, uh, Spurs, Burnley, Palace v Everton. Really? Mm. I mean, I know the terrestrial channels want to have. Premier League games on there, but come on. I think the thing about Aston Villa is they are playing the best football in the Premier League at the moment, so that it's an easy shoe in for TV pickers to pick them. And it's as we said before, it's all about advertising. You know, the they want to charge top dollar for advertising, and the only way to do that is by putting the big name clubs on. Um, it is what it is. I've I've tried to stop getting a bit, trying to get too worked up about it because it's not going to change, um, ever. So, the romance of the FA Cup finishes at the end of the second round. The romance is finished after that. As soon as you get the third round, it's nothing to do with romance. I think yeah. the eighty-five, the eighty-five grand they get for the TV picks, right? That's Martinez's salary for a week, roughly, give or take. Yeah, eighty-five grand in the back pocket of. Barnet, for example, bad example, but a Barnet yeah. would be like a. They got a bit of money. They're not poor. They're not the poorest non-league club, are they? No. Um, but eighty-five grand in a non-league club's pocket would do a lot more than paying Martinez's wages for a week. 
it's like Maidstone, isn't it? Yeah, it would cover more or less their pitch. Maidstone, the there we go, yeah. Yeah, so, and um, that would be a game changer for a club like that. So, yeah, the romance of the FA Cup finishes at the end of the second round. After that, it's got nothing to do with romance. I mean, you look at it, you've got Newport or Barnet, obviously saying the replay, see what happens, <laughs> let's see what happens first, versus Eastley, who who did a job on Reading. Uh, and you think that would be a brilliant tie. Like, you know, that would get in. No, but it would be, Trev. No, you don't think it would? Not really, no. I mean, if you're, li- if you're looking for TV games, you're looking for yeah. where the upset's going to be. You've got Sheffield United travelling to Gillingham. Mm. That is that. That's that's got upset written all over it. Especially, yeah, I mean, right. you can you can imagine Sheffield United maybe resting a few as well. Um, you know, I mean, I know it's not non-league, but, but you know that one that one stuck at Maidstone Maidstone against whoever Stevenage or Port Vale. I can't remember which one got through. It might have been Stevenage, but again, you know, League One against National League South. You're asking mm. for, for the upset. That's where they should be going. Not 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 showing. Premier League games you can watch on Sky. I appreciate probably not everybody's got Sky still, but nip to the pub and watch those games twice in a year, some of them. Yeah. 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 No, I think think Newport or Barnet versus EC, they will want, if Barnet beat Newport, then you're in the next round and there'll be a non league team in the fourth round of the FA Cup, which you'd like to think should be again on TV, but you might get an unfavourable draw. Say, you know, one of, I can't say, say, Walsall beat Southampton and it's Walsall versus Barnet. Will they frown? Will they ignore that again or something like that? Do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Never be on, that would never be on TV ever. It was once actually. Once upon a time yeah, on a Friday night, we had, we yeah, had a not, but not in the third round of the FA Cup. No, you know, like I said my point is as soon as the second round's over, romance is out the window. It's all about the coin. Simple. And I used to love that same growing up and the magic of the FA Cup. Yeah, I really did. It's gone now. You know, it's gone now. It's gone. It's it's gone. Uh, I mean, I look at it, obviously I wasn't on the last one, but you know, Cray Valley Paper Mills taking Charlton to a replay. That's the magic of the FA Cup. Charlton mm. then going to Gillingham and losing to Gillingham 2-0, who aren't doing great in League Two. New um sat Harris not that long ago and got a new manager in and you know, beat Charlton 2-0 quite convincingly. And Charlton had the full screen squad. That's magic. This ain't magic anymore, and it's just become boring. I think the FA Cup's lost its appeal the whole way down. I mean, the first few rounds are quite good. Obviously, you've got the non-league sides. I reckon me and James are probably the last sort of generation that probably had that love for the FA Cup. Yeah. yeah. Sort of your mid-30s, sort of wanting to... You, you, every Saturday, the Saturday FA Cup final day on a Saturday was special. Oh, amazing. Right? Yeah. But now it's like... Did, didn't they st- start at like... <laughs> Midday or something with the whole build up or eleven a.m. No, before then, before then, yeah. when they when they used to leave the flipping the them at the hotels, wouldn't they, Chris? Yeah, we. Used, no? I mean, the programs generally start at midday, but the build up started before that. You get you would get like an early kind of piece of footage of the teams in the hotel, and then you you see them getting on the bus. And um, but I, I've got to be honest, I I haven't watched an FA Cup final for more than five years. Uh, I have I have to be honest. Yeah, with you there, with you there. Hasn't there been other fixtures? The last few years, there's been other fixtures on the same day as the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. And it's um, a five o'clock or something, isn't it now? Five yeah. o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Um, I last I mean, year it was I, a three o'clock kickoff, wasn't it? Because it was, was uh, it? Manchester, Manchester. Yeah, it was City versus United, wasn't it? Was I it? Was that really like oh, semi final? <laughs> But remember, uh, remember the old the old days they used to all have a cup song fight, a final cup song. Yeah, I remember yeah. Don Donna Summer and Arsenal hot stuff. Yeah, I remember that like <laughs> stupidly. And I used to, I used to, it was always fun because you'd get them trying to go one one on one in the charts, and you'd hear it the weekend before who got to number one out of the FA Cup songs, and they were ridiculous. I mean, the Arsenal one stands out to me. Huh? The Anfield rap. Yeah, the Anfield rap. rap. <laughs> Spurs have had numerous ones. When did that stop? When can, when's the last one you can actually remember? Oh, probably not long after the Premier League was formed, I guess. But I remember the Donna Summer one, Arsenal. That was after because I I would have been too young to remember that. It must have stopped in ninety one because Spurs hadn't been in FA Cup final. <laughs> Here it goes. Busting <laughs> that cupboard. Um, no, it, it, you, you're absolutely right, though, James. That was part of you know two weeks beforehand was that single mm-hmm. coming out, watching it try and get to the two, top of the charts and top five. Two thousand and eight was the last one, and it was Cardiff. <laughs> Bluebirds flying high. 
Oh, really? really? Fair enough. Reached number 15 in the UK single charts. <laughs> it still ain't bad. It's not bad at all. No. Yeah. That's before Spotify and everything, really, isn't it? And all yeah. that lot. So yeah. they started taking it into iTunes chart. But we, I mean, it, it's nice reminiscing about this because it, it makes me sort of happy to think about. I, as I said, I remember, you know, the helicopter flying over the hotel, following the team bus down to Wembley, the the walk down Wembley Way, and you know, I, I obviously I've never experienced that as a Charlton fan. We won the FA Cup when, when before my dad was even alive, so none, no one would even remember that. But you know, the magic has gone sadly, and you know, it's what Gaz said earlier. It's the eighty-five grand in a non-league team's back pocket. Man United, that's like. That's like a drop in the ocean for them. Well, maybe not with the Glazers still in charge, but you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. Eighty-five grand will pay for one of our under 18s for a week, probably. Oh, no, I'm say, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, these days. Yeah, Go, don't make him clean boots anymore. Can you imagine that throwing the toys out the pram like that, <laughs> cleaning <Yeah>. boots? <laughs> that's maybe where some of the sad attitude comes from from some of these players. Like Chris, your, who was your favourite player at Shields that you hate? The the guy that's now somewhere else and JJ Hooper. JJ Hooper, I mean, can you imagine asking him to clean boots? No. Yeah, maybe it would have sorted his attitude out. Yeah. But anyway. You just swore swore on (laughs) daily live radio. Sorry, my apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Dooper. Anyway, let's look at the non-league ties there. So, do do you fully expect Barnett to win the day after recording this, Trev? Do you expect him to beat Newport or do you think it's going to be a tough game? Uh, Tough game, but... By all accounts, we deserve more out of the the, the uh, first game. Um, we had a full week preparation before Maidstone in the trophy on Saturday, and I, I think Gaz would agree it was a good. There was no standout players, were there? It was a good. Oh, I said it on the way back, didn't I? I said yeah. like there was no players that stood out, but actually the whole team performance, granted from a team in a lower league, but they're still a full time team, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was a team performance. Not one player stood out, but every single one of them stood up and it was counted. Yeah, I'd fancy us to get through. You know, the great incentive next round, Eastleigh at home. You know, there's going to be an actual league side. Excuse <clears throat> me, in the fourth round, regardless. So not on TV. <laughs> yeah, not on TV. No. Um, well, you know, we are for the replay tomorrow night, so we can't grumble too much. You know, it's a bit of a bit bit more cash in Uncle Tony's back pocket. It's, it, I just, I mean, it would be great. I mean, it's just nice to think that there's going to possibly be a non-league team in the fourth round of the FA Cup, and then you know, if that, if if it was that, then it could be the fifth round as well. Mm. You know, that's what's really nice to think. And thinking about that, is that three wins away from Wembley after that fifth round? Or is it four yeah. wins? Yeah, three wins. Can, yeah. can you imagine if the magic really did happen and say Barnet or Eastley or something got to the semi-final of the FA Cup in Wembley, uh, playing something ridiculous like? Man City, it'd be amazing for the world of non-league and football in general, wouldn't it? That would be on. That probably still wouldn't be on TV either. (laughs) (laughs) They'd probably put it on ITVX streaming only or something like that. Yeah, because no one wants to watch that. I'll put Coronation Street Omnibus on instead on a Saturday. (laughs) I think we might have to throw that one though if we're in the semi-final and we've got the uh, playoffs coming up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What would you take? Yeah, anyone would take that, wouldn't you? (laughs) You'd take League Over Cup any day, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, FA Cup, magic's gone. Uh, we'll keep an eye out. Good luck for those non-league teams uh, in this weekend's draw and any replays um, in case. But we've got the uh, trophy draw. You Obviously, Gaz uh, and uh, Trev, you went to the Barnett game. That's amazing. Mason and, um, and Barnett got Radcliffe or Redditch, am I correct, in the next round? Yes. Possible for an upset, would you say? Or do you think that should be a game set and match again? Well, I don't know. Um, Radcliffe are doing brilliantly. I haven't looked to see how Redditch are doing, to be fair. Um, but we prepare as we would as if, as if it was a Northern National League game. Um, we'll have an overnight stay, but the um, the fact the draw's not regional is absolutely hideous and horrendous when you look at the ties that came out on Monday afternoon. Yeah. Really, really bad. Chorley going to White Whitehawk or Hyde. Um, Hampton going all the way to Hartlepool um, Dorking going to Macclesfield Hendon going to Oldham us obviously if we against Rag, Radcliffe or Redditch and um, Fylde going all, all the way to Avery. I mean this is five grand for the winners five grand that ain't, yeah I mean Chris is you can't see him on video, it but his face says it all I mean that's not even going to cover 
our overnight stay in the hotel should be win. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Radcliffe or Reddit should have to pay the travel costs, but it's horrendous money. It's horrendous. When do you Just, think the regional should start and end? It should. It well, it it was regional up until the last round, the third round, and I think it should stay until at least the quarterfinals. Or, and I would ask listeners if if the if this is the first time, listen to our previous podcast where Trevor and I went through this. They're going to have to either regionalise it until the quarterfinals or increase prize money yeah. to mm. incentivise clubs. Um, that's just five grand. Mm. Yeah, 5,200 for the winners and 1,500 quid for the losers. An insult. It's an insult to the intelligence of the players, staff and supporters. There we go. I mean, imagine imagine Fylde, for example, go to Averley, Fylde win. Avely are going to get fifteen hundred quid. But out of that, they've got cover files, um, travel costs, and they yeah. are entitled to stay overnight on the Friday night. Being a full-time team as well, they probably will do. That's ridiculous. Absolutely, mm-hmm. the wonder why clubs don't take the competition seriously. That's right. Yeah, we're well out of it. Happily out of it. Having said that, it's going to cause us a backlog at South Shields because Hereford are are, are through and in, in, in the fourth round and. Um, we're due to play them on that day. So that's going to be another midweek. Because obviously we, we were meant to play Bishop Stortford away last Saturday was postponed. And now, so the two of the longest journeys are technically now going to be midweek fixtures. So unless the league can come up with a solution. Well, Bishop yeah. Stortford on Tuesday night is doable for Worthen as well. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 fun. Not fun though. Not not fun. So so yeah, um South Shields, for instance, are well out of the competition. Um glad to see the back of it for this year. Um I'd ask others to listen to our previous podcast to understand my feeling. But I mean, t- thinking of all the above and what we've been saying about the FA Cup and how the magic's gone. Would this be an opportunity for a broadcaster to say, hang on, like, you know, TNT to say, right, let's make this a showcase event. Let's really put some glitz and glamour in it. Let's make this like the talk about tournament because, you know, given non-league, the, the Wrexham effect that it had last year and stuff like that, could they put a bit of glitz and glamour into the FA Trophy? The only way I think they could do it is in exactly the same way as I think they should do the FA Cup and pre-draw the big sides so that they don't, they can't clash anywhere through because then you won't get like in the FA Cup you won't get the likes of Spurs and Burnley Arsenal and Liverpool on the TV because they won't be playing each other until it gets into the latter stages where they're the only sides left but I mean I don't think there are there aren't many all National League ties in it but quite a few National League sides went went out as it was I think it's only Kidderminster versus Halifax or Altrium's the only full on um, full on tie but if you'd have split those two up, you know, someone else would have got a, a decent draw out of it rather than those two playing each other. They've got to play each other twice already in the league this year. Why do they need another cup game as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then yeah. is it getting a, a sponsor in that would pay the money? Because as as you rightly say, Chris, you know, the, the, the money awarded is nothing. So why are the clubs going to be bothered, especially if you have to pay other travel, uh, travel arrangements? Exactly. Is this maybe an opportunity for them to stop it? How, how, how can we make this, like, clubs yeah. take it seriously? Let's let's get more sponsorship money. Let's put the tender out for sponsorship. I don't even, is it Zuzu still? The FA Zuzu, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine them giving much money for that. I mean, yeah, it's a headline yeah. sponsor, but it's a Zuzu truck. It's not exactly, and what was it before? Was it, yeah, um, Bill Base, you know that was brilliant. But Bill Base were a good sponsor. We we discussed this on the last pod, and 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 uh, we, we so um, I'll, I'll use the Northern Premier League League Cup as a as an example. Um, for several years pre-COVID, uh, clubs didn't take it seriously at all, and pl- often played reserve sides and blooded youth team players, and couldn't clubs basically got out of the competition as quickly as they possibly could. And then the league and COVID hit and the league obviously kind of listened to a few voices and it hasn't been played since. It hasn't been resurrected. It hasn't been resurrected because it was, it it cost clubs to take part in it. Mm. It actually cost clubs because obviously they weren't getting the big crowds because often the games were played on a Thursday night 
um, Wednesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and um, so you weren't getting big crowds. So it actually was costing clubs, and this is what's happening to the FA Trophy now, which is a scandal. Um, it is a scandal that the clubs are losing out trying to win a competition. I will just flip it the other way though, because I, yeah. saw, I you know I saw earlier on 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 Twitter Lee Allison, the um, Hendon manager, you know absolutely delighted at drawing Oldham away. You, you know Don will be pleased they've got someone like Peterborough Sports coming to coming to Horsham, and Macclesfield will be loving the fact they're taking on Dorking Wanderers, and the same for either Whitehawk or Hyde get Chorley. There is there is another flip side to it, you know, yeah. but as you know as we've said. That financial side, I just don't think, does it justice, you know, for 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 a majority of the clubs that are still left in it. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. I think, to be honest, though, you look at anything. Well, with the League Cup, Horsham have actually, because of their like more successes in the other competitions, they've actually withdrawn from the Isthmian League Cup. And it's again, it's another one. Clubs didn't enter. I mean, it was even things like the Sussex Senior Cup. This is the first year in a long time that was in Crawley were actually in it and Worthing beat them and it was a pretty all right team they beat as well and you know I, I think sometimes league cups in lower leagues as you say Trev they cost clubs money go, um, you know why Why would you bother when what I mean I'd love to know I can't even think what the Ismian prize money is I mean can't think it'd be much no the Ismian's um, not invitational it's um, optional yeah you don't have to enter it so, so if it's optional what's the point um I think because they've always always run a competition. A lot of the, like as Chris said, a lot of the leagues have let them go by the wayside. But I mean, look, look down in Sussex, so there's plenty of. Mm. I think I'll, I'm not sure it's still the case, but I'm sure up to at least two years ago, you could, if you were in, if you're able to get into the Vars as well as the FA Cup, you could play seven cup competitions in Sussex. Mm. It's you know that on the top of 38, 40 league games is a massive, great long year, and that's without actually adding games into those cups when you have a run in them. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, we have spoken about it before, but do we think it would be nice to do a National League Cup? You know, uh, instead of something that. else. They, they have. Yeah. yeah, it used to be called mm. the Bob Law Trophy, I think back in the yeah. early 90s. Um, yeah. And again, that got to the point where I think, uh, I remember, was it called the Club Call Cup at one stage? I remember Barnett winning it 5-4 <laughs> cool. against yeah. Hyde United. Um, but they squeezed that in, in in I think they'd have good runs in cups and that and they'd squeeze that into like some random date two days in between other games just because there isn't the space for it. Mm. Could it be done as a preseason thing? Yeah, I've said sort of like some of the cup competitions, like senior cup competitions, should start in preseason. So actually you're playing for something those yeah. last couple of games rather than just you know, they, do that of, uh, they do that in Scotland. Do they do yeah, that Scotland, they do. Yeah, they play a cup competition yeah. very early, don't they? First few weeks. Yeah. 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 Nah. It's a shame because, you know, I think, to be honest, it's, it seems to me, even from just our views on here, cup competitions, no matter what level we're at, are just kind of just going to the wayside now and no one really cares about them. The only one, the FA Cup for a non-league side because, you know, Premier League side, it's just bragging rights, really. That's all it is. It's not, you know, Man City it, the prize. I can't even, I don't even know what the prize money is. Was it a million, a couple of million or something like that? If they 1.8. 1. 1.8, 1. there you go. It's not really going to do anything. It's going to pay someone's salary for a week and a half or something like that. And that's it. Yeah. You know, it's not and the way football's going. So it would be interesting to see, um, you know, over the next few years where these competitions go and, you know, you can imagine if the trophy or the Vars become optional, how many clubs would pull out of that? Because as you say, Trev, you quite likely, you quite rightly take a day out of Wembley, but you'd rather get promotion into a league above. Mm, absolutely. And there we go. Um, any trophy draws stand out for you? I think the Horsham one, obviously, versus Peterborough Sports, obviously, friend of the podcast, oh, old Jimmy. Yeah, um, yeah got Peterborough Sports, Horsham, which would be, uh, well, I think, you know, Horsham, I've got no issue with Horsham. I know some Worthingites have a friendly ride with them, but I think they've done well. I like the club. I like the way it's run. Nice ground, nice people there. And, you know, done done Sussex proud with uh, their flag of the week. Did you see that as well? Uh, just saying flag. Have you seen that one? It won <laughs> no. BBC Sports flag of the week. Cause it's literally yellow and green. It just says flag. <laughs> I think it's just brilliant. It's made me chuckle. Um I mean, there's a potential of Chelmsford versus Billericay, isn't there? Which would be yeah. a fairly local sort of derby game. 
I'll pause you there, Gaz. Have you seen have you seen on Hertz Police today? No. <laughs> they've put out a wanted picture for Glenn Tamplin, actual legitimate wanted. He's really he's um he's skipped bail or something or something like that and they've uh it was um it was earlier on someone shared it on a worthing group and it go yeah it's um here it goes uh hertz police glenn tamplin date of birth 14 first 72 from last known addresses what for nessex reference number blah blah wanted for failing attend st albans magistrates magistrates court for a breach of court order <laughs> <laughs> someone asked me a couple of months ago what happened to him and i said i don't know so he disappeared from romford and then never uh I think it was me, wasn't it? We had the conversation about that. It could have been, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, definitely spoke to someone. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. There you go, Mr. Tamplin. I, I mean, I watched uh, one of those YouTube videos of what how he how they changed the ground after he left from those murals all over the wall. And, you know, the one outside, they rubbed him out and put something else on. But all of them down the tunnel and the changing room just looked like, you know how they say you should never sleep, paint a bedroom red or something, yeah. unless uh, you're doing extracurricular activities or something you're paying for. But... Uh, he shouldn't ever paint it red, but it looked like a nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> I think if I'm going to pick any out, Chesterfield going to Welling won't be easy. Danny Bloor, I love that. Um, Hampton going to Hartlepool. Hampton are in such great form. Melbourne has gone playing really well. And mm. um, probably Macclesfield Dorking, I think, would be interesting. Very yeah. interesting, that one. Yeah, it's a lower league full-time side, isn't it, against yeah. Uh, yeah. hybrid yeah. Uh, National League side. So, mm. it'll be very interesting to see how they get on there. Yeah. 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 How are Macclesfield doing in the league at the moment? Okay, they're not where they want to be because of Radcliffe uh, and Worksop, um, among others. So, they are in the playoff spots, but they're not, they, they, were, they would expect to be flying high. But... Um, Radcliffe are going to take some stopping. Absolutely. We're stopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bernard and John all at the helmet. Yeah. Good lads. Good lads. I still love when I used to watch that programme on uh, Salford City. Yeah. Back in the day, I wish I'd, I mean, I, I love programmes like that. I mean, it was just amazing to see them in a ground that's very similar to maybe what Worthing were playing in, maybe even worse to what they're playing in now at the arena there. It's uh, And I visited that arena in, um, a couple of years ago, just before the pandemic, I think it was, the summer before the pandemic. And a lot uh, of work. Yeah, oh. it's crazy. It's crazy. Done a lot of work on it now, though, haven't they? It's a bit mm. different now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I saw it just when it was finishing off, and they that's the season they won promotion by the playoffs. Um, but they lost their last home game. Um, I think they would have won automatic if I'd been there, but they lost it and they had to go in for the playoffs, and they won that year, I think. But I mean, it, it. I always when I look at that sort of ground and think of the sort of the surroundings of where the actual ground is, is that something that Worthing would be? You know, in the future, is that how they would look? I mean, I don't think we've got enough space, but you guys that have been to Worthing. Um, Gaz and Trev, they can dig out that big bank behind the um, dugouts and, you know, that quite, goes quite far way back and, you know, behind the goal at St Elmo Road and they can't really do much there. But, you know, where the um, where the actual stand is now, the shed end, that could be uh, taken down and put a nice seated stand up if they needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they could do too much with it there though, can they? It's so no. tight. I think their neighbours on... Uh on Bulkington Avenue and have something to say about a stand looking out of their back window. Very true, very true. But then you look at what happened at Dorking and Meadowbank and stuff, you know, they're all overlooked. They put that massive fence up behind all those houses. I'm pretty sure they weren't keen on that, were they? No. No. It's, um... it's um, yeah, certainly something to think about, isn't it? It would be, yeah. It would be. Um, I'm sure I've had many conversations with our chairman over years and he sort of does say, like, you know, you've got to modernise where you are. But you've also got to look at the bigger picture. How much money do we spend on modernising or do we look at taking it somewhere else if we want to grow? And he's completely right because you don't want to be spending... That's why they rely on the grants that Worthing mm-hmm. do. They're not going to build without grants because there's no point. There's actually no point because they spend all this money and we don't get anything and we don't get promoted or we need to move grounds, then it's a waste. So you have to do it again. Yeah. But moving on, talk about Worthing. In a bit, Chris, South Shields, how are they doing at the moment? Um, we've had no football in, it'll be our f- first game on Saturday, first game in three weeks. Um, Bishop Stortford postponed and then um, we had no game at the weekend because we were out of the trophy. There was talk of a rearranged game with Farsley, 
but it didn't materialise. It's just been given a chance, I think, for players who were carrying knocks to to get fit. Um, but uh, Shields of the the sale of the club, the club is up for sale, and there was a there was a write up in the Daily Mirror with Mike Walters the other day. Um, so clearly they're looking to try and accelerate things. Jeff Thompson clearly wants out as quickly as possible. So it was in it was a it was a, I think it was like almost like a full a full page in the Daily Mirror. Oh, I read that. Um, yeah. Um and yet again, you know, get your facts right. You know, it had it said three promotions when we've had four, and there's just little things like that just it just grabs you. You think, get it right, man. That's um, journalism, Chris, that's why. Well, you know, it, what's lazy journalism is it's lazy journalism. So um, not there's a lot going on in the northeast though. Um, away from South Shields, Brandon United, a historic club in the Northern League, uh, not the Northern Premier, but the Northern League. They've resigned from the Northern League, okay, and yeah, uh, yeah um, which is a real shame. It's a historic club, Brandon. And now, of course, over the weekend, Mask have had their license removed from the north by the Northern Premier League. So the next two fixtures are postponed. So looks like the league aren't happy with them for going ahead with a share issue without telling anybody. Um, there's a, they're trying to change the ownership model and shares have been issue, made available to supporters and the uptake for them has been fantastic. But it looks like they haven't they haven't told anybody. <laughs> and um, and the Northern Premier League, obviously, they must have their rules. I haven't looked too much into it, but there's an investigation ongoing at the moment. But as it stands, Mask United have had their license removed. So, mm. what does that mean, though? Like, what does it mean in the long run? Could they just be expelled from the league? Well, perhaps. If, if I mean, the, the, the league, yeah. the, the league are currently investigating all of the, the the circumstances surrounding it. They'll be wanting to know the history of this this change in ownership model. Mm. And basically, what they've it's like going ahead with building something without getting planning permission, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I guess. Ahead with, Very with right. a new change, change of ownership. They haven't informed the league. Um, and the league have said, whoa, hold on. This isn't right. You haven't told us what's going on at this football club. Um, and so they've just suspended their licence for the next two games whilst the investigation is ongoing. Um, so it'll be a very, very interesting couple of weeks coming up up here. Yeah, I mean, and talk about ownership. Does it worry you? like the club being up for sale, that it could go, obviously it could go one of two ways. Obviously, Jeff has taken a club and developed the club as it is. And I know you've all over the years had disagreements and you haven't agreed with everything he's done, but he's yeah. done a, He's done an all right job, it seems. Now, obviously, I can look at it. You've had it being a Sunderland fan, Cowboys taking over, thinking it might be a little bit different at non-league. I've obviously had it at Charlton. You know, over the years, you have owners coming thinking they can do everything could all the hard work be undone if the wrong decisions made and do you think jeff would really take care in appointing an owner or does he just want a quick disposal of it and the person owes him more money he's going to take on a little bit of all of the above um really wants the club to, to go into good hands um because he has put a lot of you know it, it was in the daily mirror it said eight million pounds well i was under the impression it was more like 10 million that he's invested over the last eight years ah, what's two million between friends eh? well of course yeah yeah pocket money hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Aye. 
But um, clearly, what you know, the club is is in a a, a strong position on the pitch. Um, the infrastructure is pretty good. There's a lot that can be improved. Um, but ultimately, it could go. It could go Pete Tong very, very, very quickly. Um, very, very quickly. Um, in a matter of weeks, because what at the end of the day, you know, if if if, if football players realise that things aren't going well behind the scenes, their minds aren't one hundred percent on it anyway. You've seen it at other football clubs. Um, clearly, he wants out as quickly as possible. How quick? Well, I don't know. But it wouldn't be in the Daily Mirror if he didn't want it to go through as quickly as possible. Have you um, heard any rumours? No. No. Um, none was. I mean, um, Lee Catamol, the former Sunderland player, um, he was at a home game a couple of months ago sitting with Jeff Thompson and you think, hmm, is he going to be part of a consortium? You know, there's been, there was a slight rumour of something from America, I don't know. But the way they did the write-up, you know, could this be another Wrexham? I didn't like, again, that's lazy journalism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so, um, Little am mix. I worried? <laughs> am I worried? Yes, I am. Um, I've got to be honest, uh, because it could go wrong very, very quickly. Um, mm. Because ultimately, Jeff Thompson has been funding the club, not just in terms of investment, but at the end of a financial quarter or a financial year, he writes a check to cover all the losses. So if he's not prepared to write another check, how are they going to cope with the losses? Because it is a loss-making club. Um, the new International Academy, which was meant to be the game-changer, it still could be, isn't yet, because they've only got I think 13 or 14 students when it needs probably 30 to 40 students to make it the game changer. Um, apparently there's more students coming in the new year, but it won't be now until perhaps next September for another cohort coming where it really is a game changer. So there's losses to be met between now and then. So, um, yeah, it is a quite a concerning time, I have to be honest. Um, I'm not getting too wound up about it. I've, it is what it is. You can't we, you know, I haven't got the money to change anything. No. I would love to, but um, yeah, it is a yeah, genuinely, genuinely concerned. Could uh, Catmull have been there just to support Arca? Do you think could that have been? A, was he playing in Sunderland at the time he was there, or possibly not? Maybe was at not. Middlesbrough. Was at Middlesbrough, yeah. I think at the time Catmull was there. Um, perhaps I don't know, but it was just yeah. like, obviously you put, you put it's easy to put two and two together. Mm. It is, it is. I mean, we always, it's like the same at Worthing. We've had people over the years, Trev, you, you've been a Barnet fan, you've had ups and downs of ownership over the years as well. And, you know, um, you, you've been for 30 years. Yeah, but in terms of like, you know, what you feel he's putting in and out of the club, you know, you've you've shown your frustrations with what he does at the club mm, and, yeah. you know, what 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 is his ultimate goal of the club? I mean, you hear it at Worthing, local businesses wanting to get involved all the time. You know, there's rumours that local businesses have approached the club, say, look, we'll pay for a stand. We'll, you know, we'll put our name all over it for 10 years, but apparently it's been rejected. You know, they've, Worthing have recently got rid of volunteer board members. So it's just a... Uh, paid for staff now or the money men that are on the board now so volunteers have kind of been pushed to the wayside um which is a very interesting decision because one of them was the one that sort of deals with all the grants and the funding and one of them was a sort of guy that was one of the main ground stadium manager and he was like you know he put all the he was an ex-architect he did all the plans and drawing for extra stands and they've got rid of him uh, because they said they're going for a more professional model now got rid of the footballing people yeah yeah, that's it, guys. You've nailed it. Why would you do that? But again, again, Chris, this is um sorry, Trev, but Gaz and Trev will know they've been redoing that front like part of the club. You know, the old bar that was a gym that's being redone. That was meant to be a fans bar. It's not happening anymore. It's going to be an entrance way. It's going to be a reception. Why does Worthing need a reception area? Because they're putting in such an infrastructure to be a full time club. That simple. A lot off the pitch of what they're doing now is what Mark wanted to do, but because Dawkins have sprung too quickly upwards on the pitch, they haven't been able to keep up with it off the pitch. And when I spoke to Mark Barrett Horsham when I was there in September, Horsham watched what Worthing and Dawkins do and try and get one step in front of the curve 
because they can see from where they are at step three what happens at step two and one. So when they're ready to go, they're ready to go. So that's what Worthing are trying to do. When you get to National League level, there isn't room for the volunteers. That mm. is the problem. It becomes you've got to be, when you get into that top division, you've got to be a full-time outfit, whether that's yeah. on the pitch or off the pitch. You can't lack anywhere. It's that. It's literally that simple. Or if you look at this year, four sides that came up last year are the sides that are filling the four relegation places this year. That is either a case of their recruitment on the pitch is not good enough or they haven't got the backup off the pitch to be able to support what's happening on the pitch. If they're not marrying in two, which is what Mark's finding out he has to deal with very quickly whilst trying to maintain the team on the pitch as well, he's a really, really mm. tough division. But mm. do you think by getting rid of these volunteers at the moment, they're the people that are sorting the grants, they're the people that are finding the volunteers. I understand, you say, you know, that... For me, that reception area is not needed at the moment. I can understand why you say it will be needed for a full-time club. Yes, I completely agree. But you know that at the moment, the facilities at the ground itself are not big enough or good enough for a match day experience as it stands with the fans that are coming. That could be done at a later date. It's not that hard to convert that area into reception desk if needed. But I'm sort of saying, you know, when you get rid of these volunteers, and I'm not talking out of turn, it's quite public knowledge, but they kind of were just brushed to the wayside and they were the people, the lifeblood. You know, this weekend, these volunteers basically had to step in because they didn't organise enough staff to sort the women's game out. It's like just silly things like that. But if they'd still been involved, they would have been sorting that themselves. But they, for the love of the club, said, oh, yes, OK, we'll do it. We'll do the food because they didn't get anyone in to organise it. You know, things like that. It's like they sort of think of one thing and think really well at one thing. And, you know, it's not anyone that listens to this podcast over years. You guys know I, I can be very critical about the club that I love and care for. But it's only said from a fan's point of view. And, you know, sometimes I think they make decisions like that and you're thinking, hang on a second, this isn't ready or right at this present time. Yeah, I get that. But if you if you made the playoffs this year, mm -hmm. you've got such a short turnaround mm. to be in that top division next year. If you're not ready, mm. you'll be sitting in that bottom spot. doesn't mm. matter what you do. Because, like I've said, you've got to keep up off the pitch as well as on the pitch. And... That if they if Worthing Worthing get in the playoffs, win it, they're in front of Dawkins curve already. Yeah. Because you've got that thing set. And even if you even if you went up and come straight back down again, because you've got that infrastructure off the pitch, then the following season a promotion tilt becomes easier because you've got that already in place and it's been in there for months. So it is it is harsh to get rid of the volunteers, but that national league is effectively league three. There isn't yeah. space for for, for clubs that can that have that can't hold their own, it yeah. really is that difficult. I mean, adding something else to it, could they not have had? You've got like the executive board, and then like a, maybe like a little non-executive board of the footballing people who they've got rid of, <clears throat> just as just as like a a little side little sideshow on the on the shoulder to say, look, we need to do this for the footballing side of it. But I appreciate you're doing that for the business, yeah. but we need to do this for the footballing side of it. That would be good, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, from the Supporters Association, we're actually trying and we're going to push forward and ask if we can have a non-executive person sitting on the board and they can come to our meeting so we can work together uh, to forge a better relationship between the fans and the club. You know, they might not have to listen. We don't have to listen to them. But I think in a working relationship, that would be quite a good idea. Yeah. Um, we need to work together. Yeah, because, um, you know, if they're coming to us asking for grants about things that don't really benefit fans like they wanted re relevering of seats in the bar but that bar's often closed after games for private events why would we as a support association donate towards a thing that's not going to satisfy supporters you know and if we had someone on the board this could be sort of discussed at an earlier level but anyway that's another thing another time I'm, I'm i'm aware we're talking about worthing quite a lot but i haven't been here lately so i can't really talk much about worthing but apart from we keep shipping goals yeah falls a magic number <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, again yeah. again two two games in a row four nil away western and we conceded four and ended up throwing it away right at the end with ibia can former player scoring the equalizer right at the end um and for the first time i think some of the fans have witnessed it a long time um, players were getting booed onto the pitch, not off, booed onto the pitch. They're getting um, booed onto, sorry, I'm not yeah. interrupting, but they're getting booed onto the pitch yeah. in the playoffs of the National League South. Yeah. Just um, add some sort of perspective to that. Right? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I think what it is, is I don't agree with booing. I mean, I have over the years, not Worthing, you know, at Charlton and stuff like that, you know, but he, he's getting, he's getting to a point now where 
fans are getting really fed up because, you know, Hinch said to us at the end of the last season, we don't want to be shipping uh, massive goals again. We need to sort that out. And it's just got worse. I mean, as Trev said, four is a magic number. So we're out the we're out the county cup to Littlehampton, um, which was a shame. Lost on penalties. A team a step two below, two steps below us. Um, I don't know. It's we have these blips, but I think that's the sixth time this season that four goals have been conceded, and that ain't good enough. We might, yes, as you say, Gaz, it is ridiculous. Same you, we're in the playoffs at the moment, but sadly, I think if this carries on, that could falter very, very quickly. I think the only reason we're there is because other teams aren't performing that well either. I think yeah. what's more alarming though is crowd figures dropping. Oh, 800, yeah. 850 the other night or something, wasn't it? I think I actually called it on the way up to Barnet on Saturday. Yeah, did, I said yeah. to Trev, I think it'd be interesting <laughs> to see what the attendance is today after midweek. Hmm. Um <laughs> and and the last the last few weeks, to be honest with you. Um I mean it's still up. I mean I've I remember watching Worthy when there was less than sort of yeah. hundred and fifty people there yeah. twenty odd years ago. But it, yeah, it's concerning when it's it's half of potentially what you were getting last season for some games. I, I think the problem yeah. was, Gaz, is that obviously in uh, October, uh, a lot of October, beginning of November, all the games were away in the West Country, which put a lot of fans off. And then when you're getting tanked and beaten after all these travels, it upsets people. And, you know, the weather starts getting cold. It's getting towards Christmas. They're like, do Christmas shopping with the wife, the family, the kids, whatever. Um they're not really watching quality on the pitch, sadly, at the moment. And, you know, fans are quite fickle sometimes. We all know that. Yeah. I mean, I think, obviously, Brighton were at home on Saturday as well, which that probably didn't help. help. I think no. you probably had 200 onto that, potentially, with Brighton fans and, and that sort of thing. So you're at 1,000 there, which yeah. is probably just about sustainable. But, yeah, it, well, it'd be interesting to see over the next few weeks what the crowd what the crowds do well, we've got Maidstone on Saturday and that's a big game and obviously they beat us 4-0 <laughs> again earlier in the season so that'll be a good re- rerun but I think that I've seen the problem as you say the Brighton thing is there's a lot of play a lot of fans that I know went to Worthing as well but they're going around Europe at the moment rightly yeah. so they're following in Europe so the money they've got to go and spend on football is being spent on flights accommodation which I cannot blame them but I haven't seen a few fans this season maybe once or twice the majority of them are going to these midweek Europa League games using all their leave and having to either work on the Saturday or you know they've, all their money's gone which is understandable but it's going to be interesting I think it's going to be um, and this is the first time I've said it in a few years I've said it on our podcast that the club have um, had a bit of a downfall like fans getting a bit of pressure on the players and things but the players haven't experienced for a long time but it is what it is football for you Um Trev Barnett, happy days at the moment. Always happy days, apart from apart from Dean Brennan being linked with Burton Albion. Oh, I've had a ton. I've had a ton of messages. When was it? The other more uh, was it yesterday morning? I woke up to about I don't know how many um, voice uh, not voice messages uh, messages on on Twitter and uh, WhatsApps as well. Any 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 truth in this link? I'm like, what's everyone going on about? So I'm going on to have a look, and they sacked sacked to Dino. Mamria on Saturday after they lost 2-1 just to, was it Stevenage, I think? Um, yeah. But funny enough, um, John Dreyer, um, who was with us at the start of the season, last year at the start of the season, and left to go to Burton, is still still there as assistant manager. He didn't get the uh, tin tack as well. So um, uh, Dean was, what was he, Evans' favourite, I think he was on, on Saturday evening. He's now drifted out to... Um, Four to one, but um, my God, the amount of panic going through people was just <laughs> honestly unreal, to be honest. But um, the fact he's under contract for just under two years and Burton's chairman has not paid any compensation ever in the 13 years he's been at the club, you know, unless unless Dean quits, which I, which I don't think he will because of the, the uh, man with integrity that he is. Um, he'll, you know, Burton will have to go through the front door, same as he told Gillingham to do last year, and uh, Gillingham said no. He's out he... six to one now. Gary one. Gary Warrett's the favourite. Steve Cotter and John McGrath at Mickleover. There you go. There's 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 tons of out of work managers there in that list as well. Mark Bonner at Cambridge, he was at Cambridge. Um, Gareth Ainsworth's on the list. Um, you know, he's not going to have to pay anything for them mm. apart from just to employ him. Lee Bowyer's on the list. Oh, There's always one really? red herring. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's still there. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's done Burton, and he's twice. Yeah, that's his last club as well. It is. Yeah. It is some. I sometimes think like managers keep going back. It ain't for the best. 
no, as the no. third time. It's not for the best. He's, it hasn't worked once, hasn't worked twice. It's not going to work a third time. It's like, that's why that my, the example for that is all with Frank Lampard at Chelsea. He should never have gone that early on in his managing career. He should have grafted his way up the leagues. It's like you saw, was it Cardiff's manager one last season or something? Went to, what what non-league club did he go to? Cardiff's up. Hornchurch. Exactly. He said, I took a step down to build my knowledge and you know, graft yeah. up. And I think that's what a lot of these players do, but they don't want to. I mean, you look at Stevie G, he's managing a bang average side in Saudi Arabia um, because of the money. He should, if he really genuinely wants to be a manager, go down. Mate, you don't necessarily have to drop down to, you know, non-league, but go down the leagues, work your way up and you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Possibly. You yeah, never know. Works. It works. does. Because you've got, you can't, I think a lot of these big name players, I mean, apart from Roy Kent uh, at AFC Richmond, I mean, the new manager after Ted Lasso left, you know, I'm quite happy at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Barnett, um, if, if, if Trev, if uh, he goes... Would you be concerned or do you think they'd be leaving the club in a better place and you think you could get someone else in? Oh, tons better. Tons better. Um there's 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 plenty out there who will fancy it. It's what flipping decision Tony makes if he did, but um it would be a complete probably revamp. The entire backroom team I would imagine would go with Dean because they've they've gone most of them have been with him for a long while everywhere he's been. So but it's a massively, massively in a massively much better place than it was when he first arrived with uh, a certain Mr. Kuehl. Um, you know, but as I said, though, you know, in, in a way we should be, we should, we should be proud of, of, of what he's done and he deserves to be in the, in the talking for some of these jobs for what he's achieved in, in the uh, two, two and a bit years he's been in, he's, he's been at the Hive. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's good to see. Um, you know, it's nice, always nice to see when non-league managers are linked. I mean, we've had it plenty down here with Finch and any sort of job in the South comes available. He's always linked to it. I mean, the form of Worthing at the moment means we're probably quite safe if anything comes up <laughs> at the moment. Um, I couldn't see a team above playing like that. But, um, you know, it, I think I think Barnett, it, it's funny because obviously since I've known you and since we've been doing this podcast, it's it's been a rollercoaster for you as a Barnett fan. You know, Harry Kuehl, you were never keen on and, you know, that went and then he's come in, Dean, and sort of from a sort of caretaker point of view, wasn't it? And now he's sort of taken it over as full-time, bloody catapulted them to the sort of top of the non-league pyramid, which is what you want to see as a Barnett fan. You should be in League Two, at least. Yeah. And then well, we can well, say goodbye to Trevor forever. <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit early last year. And, um, you know, we've had a blip the last few weeks, which hopefully we've now come out the other side of. Um, and um, you know, we've, we've you know, what we second, second round of the FA Cup of a replay, fourth round of the FA Trophy, sitting third in in the National League, three points off second. Can't really ask for much more than that. There's plenty of other teams that would uh, swap places with us. And a game in hand. And a game in hand on Bromley. Which is against Dagenham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting because I really think after Christmas is, we always say it, is when you start the league start forming and the shape of the table start really carrying through. And, you know, the Christmas period is very important in all divisions of football, I'd say, in, in England and even the UK. And you'll then sort of see the ones that will be pushing. I mean, yeah, you could do, was it, was it, um, what team famously, uh, was in the relegation zone at Christmas and got promoted to the championship or premiership. I can't remember. Was it Barnsley or something? Possibly. They? But there's, there's one of recent years that have been like that. And you think, mm, you never know. There are the odd ones that completely yeah. throw, throw the, throw the cat amongst the pigeons, but we'll wait and see. Good for Barnet. Um, Gaz, you've been uh, following Trevor around. Um, any games on your own this last couple of weeks? You've been. I, I'm not. not has he really. had you on a little leash with a collar no, around your neck. To be fair, <laughs> I haven't been following him around. We've been to two games together in the last probably six weeks, so you can. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but I just happened to be in the last two weeks, though, didn't I? <laughs> right, <it's, laughs> it was spinning and um and Barnet, wasn't it? I've done a yeah. I've done a lot, a couple of like local West Sussex grassroots West Sussex leagues grassroots games the last few weeks just my brother plays for one of the teams in there so I've just sort of what teams were they go and tell the listeners Upper Beading yeah um, who's for, he's playing for the reserves um, in my opinion he should be playing higher up than that but um, maybe I'm being biased but mm. um, that's unlike you yeah I'm not biased I can take it 
The amount of abuse I got from Man United losing four 0 at the weekend, I can take it. Oh, was it four in the end? I thought the <laughs> oh, no, it was three 0 wasn't it? Yeah, it was three 0 But because uh, I saw out. the goal to sit out, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I can take it. Um, <laughs> but no, I've just yeah been quite busy. I've moved house. Obviously, still got a baby. So I hope so. If you, yeah. the baby's gone missing, I'd be worried you lost her in the house move. Yeah, in one um, of the boxes. And I've just been working hard. It's Christmas, working food service. So you know what it's like. It's manic. Yeah, yeah. You, you've been you've been concocting a uh, festive. Yeah, we don't talk about that because it's not fully over the line yet. So I no, 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 not that. that. No, not that one. Just in general, are you doing festive festive meals and festive uh, yeah. platters everywhere, yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah, All right. salmon, fruit cocktails, prawns, Ooh, a bit of smoked salmon, darling, with caviar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prawn Sandwich Brigade, is that what you've been doing? Prawn Sandwich Brigade, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sandwich Brigade. Um, any, sort of foot, any sort of football we're looking forward to in the next few weeks, guys, or the next couple of weeks? I mean, this is this is our last one before Christmas. Um, yeah. Because it's... the way the recording goes, I don't think we'll be recording on Christmas Day, will we, guys? <laughs> no. no. You can. Um, you might be in the country talk. for a change. No, I actually am in the country. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, I think... Eastbourne for Worthing. It's a Boxing Day slash New Year's Day double header, which will be quite good. I'm going to the New Year's Day one as long as I can drag myself out of bed. Um, that should be a good one. I'm looking forward to because there's always a sort of new rivalry with Eastbourne uh, and Worthing. Obviously, Eastbourne being full time now, uh, it'll be interesting to see. We beat them in the FA Cup just earlier in the season. Um, let's wait and see how how that game goes because that will be. Uh, I think that'll be a a, a important point for uh, important games for Worthing season. I think that's where yeah. we're going to realise what happens for the rest of the season. Beat them twice, like we did last season. I think uh, we could do quite well. Um, no, we didn't beat them twice. We won one, drew one, lost one last season. Um, but let's wait and see. Chris, for you, yeah, Shields at home to Peterborough Sports on Saturday, and then a week the Gashman. Yeah, I said, hey, the Gashman. The gash man, um, gash has got a gash, got a gash, gash has got a gash. No, I'm yeah, that, that, that was Millwall away, wasn't it? We went yeah. back up a few years ago. <laughs> but the, the, the key fixtures really South Shields have got a double header with Blythe Spartans, um, Boxing oh. Day and the 30th of December. So they're two massive, massive games. So an exciting three weeks coming up 30th of December, not New Year's Day. Brought the game forward to the Saturday, uh, the thirtieth, which means there's public transport and uh, it's a good idea. Obviously, the so you, you you're playing Boxing Day, which is the Tuesday, and then you playing so you play Tuesday Saturday. So yeah, very but exciting. The players are well happy about that, aren't they? Of course they are. New Year's Eve, <laughs> New Year's Eve, they can they can go berserk. <laughs> but it's funny you say that. I'm still looking. At, and I I think Gashi brought it up couple of podcasts ago there's still only like 10 points between sort of just above the relegation zone and third place in uh in the vanarama national league north it's crazy crazy if shields put together so they've got peterborough sports at home rush all away and then blythe twice you win all four you you know it's 12 all of a sudden you create a gap um but everybody beats everybody else so it would be good to get a bit of consistency after a, a pretty difficult run and I, I, I quizzed Hugh Walker on this. Um, you know, two two goals in four home games. You know, that was a, a real concern. So let's see what they've been doing on the training ground in the last two and a half weeks. It'd be interesting to see on Saturday. Yeah, it's weird because you look at the same comparison in the National League South, and it's 18 points. It shows how mm. much uh, a very similar yeah. amount of games played as well. So it shows, you know, how tight that... National League North is compared to the South yeah. at the moment. I mean, I, I just think the South this season, I mean, that's why, as we said, Worthing are st- still around the playoff zone is because there's been no consistency for really any of the teams apart from Yeovil, really. Yeah. Yeovil will run away winners, I think. And Hampton. And Hampton, Hampton you know what? I, I, I could put it, I almost put, could put money on now and I could say Hampton could be a shoe in if they carry on with this form for the playoffs uh, to win playoff promotion. I just got a feeling the way they conduct themselves when we played them away, you know, we should have been four up ourselves at half time, but we didn't take our chances. And then they came out second half and put four past us and completely dominated. Side. And you know, the way they played, side. they are very good side. I'd send them twice this year. Very good. Very good side. 
But yeah, guys, well, um, any games you're going to in the next uh, Not minutes? this week. Um, I haven't really got anything planned. I tend to plan it last minute. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, might go that, to something yeah. Saturday. You're um, going to go to Worthing Maidstone, maybe? maybe no, I've got, got both the kids, so probably won't do that because a five-month-old and a ten-year-old who doesn't like football <laughs> could be could be carnage. Well, if, if we've only got 800 fans, there's be plenty of room to spread out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bit nice bit of room um, there. I think it'll be County League. Uh, probably Southern Combination Prem, I'd have thought. Maybe Shoreham. Nice, nice, nice. Just don't have their burgers. I always remember I thought it looked, at, it looked like food poisoning, bless them. Oh, I've had them a few the times, all right. Maybe they got right. better, but I mean, it could have been just because of supplies. But honestly, you know, you know, sometimes you you, you question how much meat is in an actual uh, a product. Uh, that was definitely we we called it. We looked at it and thought mm, that's definitely giving us the shits if we eat that burger. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I'll, exactly I'll let them off because that was that was the pandemic. Uh, that was literally the week that the uh, Isthmian got called off at the beginning of the pandemic, and they were still playing. So we thought we all went down there. So whether they did, I don't think they expected us. I think they might have gotten from the bottom of the freezer or something. <laughs> They've been in there for twenty years. Booker's finest. Booker's oh. finest. There you go. Um, Trev, for you, Barnet coming up or yeah, Barnet Newport Tuesday night, absolute Barnet Saturday. Can't remember where I'm going on the nineteenth. Twenty third, Holmesdale against Glebe. Boxing Day South and Barnet's on the TV. I can't go. 30th, South Southend make the trip to the Hive to play us on the Saturday. And then hopefully on the New Year's Day, I'm going to Derby against Peterborough. Have you still got your season ticket, Barnet? You have, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, you have. Yeah. That, that's the second league uh, year in a row now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Still. The, still... the Dean Brennan effect. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot like the Tom Brady effect at the Bucks and they got a big stand and took it down after he left. <laughs> Maidstone this Saturday for myself hopefully get back in time from work to see the Hemel Hempstead Worthing away game um, on the 23rd can't make Boxing Day because some of us have got to work got to pay for all those uh, turkeys and mince pies and Christmas presents all those and, cruises uh, yeah, yeah yeah, you got it you got it um, Eastbourne obviously on New Year's Day so I could drag myself out of bed then I think I might be able to make the sixth for Jan against Chelmsford before we report next so can get actually talk about some non-league and actually not rely on Pete being on the podcast so that do the Worthing segment and me just being a keyboard warrior basically and saying what I what I think and what my opinion is where it's valid but um I do like the festive period I do like I'm glad this year we have got Eastbourne I actually would have liked Haven't over those rather because I think Haven't's probably slightly closer for us and very marginally or easier to get to I'd say at least than from Worthing wouldn't you but say but then who would Eastbourne have played don't care <laughs> but haven't um, got haven't got Weymouth. Eastbourne could play Tunbridge. That'd probably be closer for them, wouldn't it? Um, I suppose up the A twenty two ish. Yeah, I don't know who haven't got actually. I I have a look because haven't. I mean, haven't. I mean, they're still still. Do, do we go say now? I haven't. It could oh be no, Tunbridge. Team. Tunbridge are playing Maidstone. That's uh, so it. I haven't. Oh, I haven't yeah. gonna. I haven't gonna stay promoted. I mean, they're currently as they stand, they are thirteen points adrift of safety. And Truro, I've got Truro and Slough. I've got games three or three, two, two, three games in hand over them. So that gap could become a lot bigger. Do we think haven't uh, gone as unless something significantly changes? Uh, Farnborough, sorry, who? Farnborough. Yeah, Farnborough. yeah, that makes sense. Hampshire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the A three. Yeah, A3. depends who comes in next. Depends who replaces Steve King. Do you think they'll get rid of his uh his uh his uh fine board? <laughs> and he got some stick over that, didn't he? Um, yeah, if it was I, real. I, you would well, had they lost to Dover, I think you'd have said they were definitely gone either way. But the fact they uh, beat Dover and clawed back three points on them, um, you know, but the, then Dover got rid of Brundle the other week and brought in Jake LeBurl and Mike Sanderman, so might be a change on the cards for them. But their keeper's been recalled by Bournemouth, Billy. Billy Terrell, I think he was. He's been their player of the season so far at Dover, so so now mm. that'll affect him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. As I said, I think you'll start the leagues will start really forming a pattern after this festive period. By the time we probably record our next uh, in a month's time, it'll be um, it will be able to line up. Bit exciting, uh, guys. Before we wrap up, any um, any uh, funnies, any shout outs? No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. I mean, I can think of. Farnham Town are still unbeaten, but they haven't played Chris. I don't think since we since we last recorded, <laughs> so they still yeah. won thirteen out of thirteen. Yeah, 
I bet Chris is chomping at the bit to get back to see Shields play because it must be weird. Like it's a little bit like I mean, obviously, I it's for work reasons for me, but it must be weird on your teams and you can't even see any results or anything if you can't make yeah. it. So it's very, it, very strange. I, I mean, I, I've enjoyed a couple of opportunities to do nothing over a weekend, literally just chill and do nothing. But I've, it's kind of, kind of, yeah. I need need to get back now, enjoy a couple of games. Yeah, get 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 that um get the juices flowing again. Get, get that yeah. module back. Get 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 see the fans, see see your friends, have a bit of gossip. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. You, you don't know you might find any gossip over this takeover and you can fill us in on over the yes. next uh and the next yeah. um I shall keep you well abreast of anything I may or may not hear. There we go. I'm sure you will be putting the emphasis on one of those words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll go we'll stop there now guys it's uh it's been a pleasure this year um as usual thank you for your support in the podcast as you saw we shared um some of our spotify i saw your spotify listeners and it was so nice to see some of you uh having us in top podcasts and top 10 and top five so thank you for your support as as usual the podcast don't work without you so please do share it please do follow us at the plp tell your friends tell your family give someone a listen you know new year's recommendations just say what what name a new podcast to listen to next year tell them the premier non-league podcast get them down to non-league games support support non-league because uh, that's what brought us all together. I love for the non-league game rather than the commercialise. As you can tell, we've talked about it enough in this podcast regarding things like the FA Cup and everything. That's why we like non-league. Um, Christmas is at home for you all as well, guys? Or yeah. families? Ah, yeah, yeah, families. Family. family. Yeah. Going for a curry on Christmas Day this year. Really? Fantastic. Yeah. Where, where, where are you doing that? In, in Worthing? In Worthing, yeah. What's open on Christmas Day? Most of the curry houses are really? mate. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, it's like you're not doing a Japanese Christmas. I'm in a KFC at Christmas Day. No, I love that. Mate, I'm looking forward to it as well. That'd be good. Yeah. Are they doing a special menu? Popular. Yeah, curry. Yeah, curries are very popular up here on Christmas Day as well. Obviously, South Shields has the Curry Mile mm-hmm. um, on Ocean Road, so our Indian restaurants on Christmas Day are very, very busy. Chris, it always reminds me when I was, I think I was 18, 18 or 19, I had a night out in Newcastle and I still to this day could not believe I could go for a curry at four o'clock in the morning. It was amazing. <laughs> it was I can't amazing. Do that now. I, I, I don't think anywhere is open like that really? anymore. I don't nah. think so. It'll be Greg's, think... won't it? Yeah. yeah Greg's at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought the most, I thought the most um, sort of uh, international thing we had down south was a kebab house, a really <laughs> dog meat kebab house. But, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> That's good. No, we enjoy that, guys. Enjoy that. Is it turkey curry or are they actually doing their normal menu? Uh, they got a set menu, I think. Yeah. Um, well, not a set menu. I think you can have any curry on that. But yeah, it's um, good. Yeah. Gonna good call. And Trev, you're at home for uh, for Christmas Day as well? Yeah, and then off from my brother's on Boxing Day. Have you been a good boy for Santa? Always. Or is he going to be leaving you a lump of coal? Uh, no, he'll be leaving me three points. <laughs> there we go. And on that bombshell, I think we should leave it. But thanks again. Have a good Christmas and a happy new year from everyone at the PNL piece uh, supporting Tackle This Together. And uh, we look forward to bringing more action and maybe another live podcast that we can actually record properly in 2024. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, chaps? Been lovely. <laughs> on that, all on that, on that, all that happy, Merry Christmas and a happy new year from us all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 